Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And special offer to I'm going to let you finish. Listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash I'm going to let you. That's betterhelp.com slash I-M-M-A-L-E. TU. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. What's up, everybody? It's I'm going to let you finish. It's show number 87 with your host, Court and Amy. What's going on, Ames? Um, not much. <laughs> Honestly, daylight savings time. Yeah, we like the that. The worst. Yeah. Well, you know, it doesn't really bother me that much, but this year it did get a little weird. Well, waking up and it's yeah. pitch blackout. Yeah, but you yeah. know what? I I enjoy that more than I enjoy it being pitch black at 4.30. Oh, yeah, that, no, for sure. That no, drives for sure. me insane. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, if you're going to be someplace where it's pitch black at 4.30, you better have socialized medicine to go along oh, with it. I mean something. Yeah. something. All right. Well, gee, um, there were some more awards. Is it award season or something? Yeah, well, you know, it's still award season. And so I think there was like a Critics Choice and there was a BAFTA where basically... That's British. That's the, so that's British Association yeah, yeah, of Film yeah, and Television. Yeah, and- they're, they're, you know, their equivalent of the Oscars where okay. Will Smith won. I guess, and I, and I Jessica mean, Chastain won, who basically now are running, uh, are seemingly the front runners for the Oscars. I was going to say, they've been that, winning everything. The, you know, the the Eyes of Tammy Faye, she had Eyes of Tammy Faye, right? Or mm-hmm. the Tammy Faye. Mm-hmm. It got terrible reviews, but I guess she's the highlight of it. She's you know? really good in it. I didn't love the movie, but she was really good in it. And I heard the same thing about King Richard. It's not a great movie, but he and. Um, He's great in it. And Our Janu is great in it. You yeah, know, I, I heard. I was bored, but you know, I I love that their story is being told. You know, I didn't really love it, love it, but yeah. I thought his performance was really good. All right, you know, listen, and things happen, and then other people won stuff, and then Jane Champion <laughs> uh, offended the people of the world. Uh, a lot of lot of black women again, you know. Can I just say, (laughs) you know, she made she made a comment from the stage saying, you know, Venus in 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 doing her introduction, I guess she was introducing her film, You're the Dog. I guess she made it a power of the dog. Power power of the dog saying that uh I guess, you know, the one thing Venus and Serena didn't have to do is compete with men like she does or something. And people just took offense to it. And you know, it's once again, it's like, why? What was the point? It wasn't a funny joke. It wasn't a cute quip. What is the point? What was just, the point? 
I, you know, I just think people are sometimes tone deaf and, and, yes. you know, I, 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 I don't know the woman. She's a great director. She will probably win the Oscar, uh, which would be fantastic for women. Uh, she's been getting, you know, uh, maybe when Sam Elliott is fucking trashing your movie for the, you know, Sam Elliott, who seems to forget that these are not actual cowboys in her movie, they're actors playing cowboys, but right. I, look, it was an insensitive, stupid thing to say. She quickly recovered. I don't, I don't know the woman. It was a stupid thing to say. Did she quickly recover? Because black people are fighting it a quick recovery, which is fighting it. No, I mean, a, she recovered you know, like, and said right. that she apologized. Yes. You know, but it's like, again, another, well, don't, I'm not even going to go down this yeah, topic. I'm, I'm not even going to go down this topic because I'm so tired of beating this horse of unnecessary microaggressions. Anyway, then speaking of unnecessary, we finally have come to some sort of conclusion after three years of the Jussie Smollett situation. And here are my thoughts on this. I believe in supporting everybody. I'm one of those people as a Black person and as a Black gay person has understood and had to navigate a lot of shit in my 54 and a half years on this planet. I did not want him to go to jail. I wanted him to get a huge fine and I wanted him to get probation. But the whole free Jesse movement and acting like Jesse is innocent, it's like, okay, well, I don't know what happened that night. None of us actually know what happened that night. And when I, we keep hearing- I think we kind of do know. We know different versions, right? But here is the thing. Here is my- thing that I'm saying to black people as we all always want to we we want to support our, our people and we want to get behind the movement but we can't do this also without asking questions he had a witness he had a witness who was staying in his apartment who filmed him and supposedly is the person who called the police I know that witness I've worked with that witness why wasn't he the first person on the stand for for your defense. They put him on the defense witness list. And I actually believe he was put on that list so that the prosecution would not subpoena him. And so he was now a defense witness. But the fact that he was not your first witness, you had a bunch of character witnesses in yourself. And then you have the two brothers who, to me, weren't all the way credible, but they were more credible than you. You had a witness. So before I can just jump on and be like, yes, you are innocent, like you keep screaming and your family is screaming, I need somebody to explain why your witness is not the person when your life is depending on it and you are facing felony federal charges would not be the person to say I was there. He came in. He looked like this. He said this happened. I was there. You can scream and make a lot of noise, but it does not change the fact that you did not put the person who was there on the stand. Why is that? He spoke to People Magazine, but he's not on the stand talking about what he saw. You guys should have the same story. It should not be any different. So I cannot jump on a bandwagon until I hear from under oath on the stand when you're fighting for your freedom from the person who was in the room when you walked in. And I also always questioned, this is just me. Why did you still have your sandwich? Because- what? 
He he went for out for a sandwich. And when he oh, came back in the building, he still had to say, no, here's my question with that. And this is just from thinking street stuff, right? If you're jumped by two people that, that are strangers and they're saying racist stuff. And remember in the beginning, it's like liquid is thrown on you that you don't know what the liquid is. And they're calling you names and racist slurs and MAGA. I think that anything that was in your hand, you would be fighting for your life. Second thing that I've always wondered is if a liquid is thrown on you and you are not sure what it is, it could be something mixed with water. You don't know what it is. Wouldn't you go to the doctor to make sure you have not been poisoned by something or have the clothes examples? I mean, they just, I just have questions. And then, cause you, it's just, it just got, this story had everything. Cocaine, right. well, that's why he found bathhouses. It had everything right. in it. <laughs> yeah. Look, the thing is, look, jail is supposed to be for rehabilitation. One has to assume he will never do this again. I think he should be fine. It is not that much time. He's probably going to get out within two months. Um, I don't know. They seem to hate him in Chicago. But, but I think they'll a, keep him the entire time. All right. Well, uh, the point being is that what he did. Um, and keeping in mind, we know the Chicago Police Department is very bad, but what he did is now the next time something really happens to somebody, people are going to think it's bullshit. And that's my issue. So I think I don't, you know, I'm not, a, you know, jail time. I don't know, but he should definitely be fined within an inch of his life. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I don't believe I don't believe that people are going to say not believe somebody because of what he did. You know well, what I mean? This whole situation is one situation it's, that's very odd that happened years ago, you know, but it's just I just I and he scratched also my was head. Not, he was not he never apologized if he I mean, and then well, he I feels just, like you know, he didn't do anything wrong. He's saying he's innocent. Right. But, you know, right. at some point you have to kind of say, all right, but yes, this, that and the other. And I, I just feel look, honestly, please don't take. <sighs> He's a rich, famous guy. His life yeah. will be fine. Yeah, I don't really care. Yeah. But, you know, All right. I mean, so he's I don't a rich. Really care. Li- I yeah. just I just say people need to we can't just jump. We have to we have to ask some questions. And I think it's very fair to have those answers. If you want me to stand behind you and be like, yeah. he is free and stamp. Answer these questions. Why didn't your witness stand up and say I was a witness? He I was the first person he saw. Anyway. OK, what's next? Yeah. All right. Should we talk about um, more more worthy people, Dolly and Dion, or you want to talk about okay, Akon for a second? You want to talk about yeah. Akon quickly? Oh, God. Like, Akon you know. is involved in something shady. <laughs> Next. Okay. Again, Merry Again. Christmas. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Wait, wait. Hold on. Stop <laughs> the presses. Akon may be involved in something shady. Allegedly. No, it's not 2003. It's another <laughs> year. Yeah. And for so. you young kids who say who's Akon, allegedly, um, <laughs> he's on. Um, he's I, I can't. You know, so funny. I can't even name one of his songs. Right yes, now. you can. Locked up. Oh, ghetto. yeah. Oh, no. And he's also getting that Lady Gaga money to. Well, is he day. still? I don't think is he's still getting. Lady, I don't think he's still getting Lady. Is Gaga he not? Money. I, I don't know. Maybe some for Just Dance royalty. Yeah, because he's on that. But I don't well, anyway, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get back to this when it works out. But so far, <laughs> shocking news. Akon is involved in something shady. Next thing you're going to tell me that Wyclef is involved in something shady. Allegedly. Allegedly. I'm ready right. for president of an island and never. But, All right. Know, Let's talk about the real 
the real Okay. Thing. All right, kids. So, um, <laughs> Uh, as as you know, because we talk about it a lot, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, is uh, the ballots are due in about a month and a half, and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame admittedly has had a problem with putting women in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, putting black women in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So this year, among the many nominees was Dionne Warwick, her second time, and Dolly Parton, her first time. Dion Warwick, I'll, I'll handle. I, I'm the one that I don't really care about. To be, please don't take. No, this. but it's not about caring. I no. think it's just about. But let me, them both coming the same time no, with the like, same sort of energy. Right. About it. Right. Well, Dion. Dion. Well, Dion Warwick basically, and you know, was on Watch What Happens Live, um, and was kind of like, yeah, I don't give a damn about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But then she started going into. <laughs> The and I'm not really rock and roll anyway, and I don't even this and that. All right. And she said back in the day when it first started, before it was on TV and it was great, it was rock and rollers and rock bands that got in there. And I'm not rock and roll, and I don't. And she's and actually she said, incorrect about and that. And then too. she said that I feel like it should be, then they should change the name maybe to the Music yeah. Hall of Fame if they're going to just, you know. Right. So she basically played into the hands of every overweight white man living in his mother's incel, living in his mother's basement, who every year screams, it's not rock. All right. So Dion says what she's going to do between you and me and the lamppost. I think Dion was a long shot to get in this year. The next day, though, Dolly Parton, who pretty much everybody sort of thought that she was going to get in, Mm -hmm. is just a statement ostensibly saying that like this is a great honor thank you so much but i would like to take my name out of contention dion never said she wanted to take her name out of contention she just said i i don't give a fuck about it right right? dolly said i don't want to be taken into contention this is a great honor thank you so much i don't think you know i'm really not maybe when i make a rock album you can think about it because my husband dean loves rock but i'm country and da 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 so what is now, a lot of, now let's, let's add a little bit because, you know, she does have a history of not liking certain like to be honored in certain ways. Right. They wanted to build a statue to her. She nixed that. She turned down the Presidential Medal of Freedom twice. So there is a history of her with certain things being, I guess, being a little modest and not wanting that kind of attention. So when I heard that, I'm like, well, maybe she feels like the Country Music Hall of Fame where she's at. And the Grand Ole Opry Hall of Fame, where she's at other things that really mean something to her roots and the Songwriter Hall of Fame, right? Which is really the, her, her songwriting craft. Maybe when she has Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, she's like, I don't fit in that category in, in her mind and her perception of how she sees herself. Well, here's what I'll say about that. First off, she does fit. Secondly, as Holly said on our show two weeks ago, rock and roll is not just a thing unto itself. Rock and roll is an amalgam of country, of R&B, of soul, of the blues. The earliest rock performers were country music musicians. I mean, you know, Elvis came out of country. Johnny Cash, who was in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, came out of country. So. The thing and and nobody look, we don't know. We don't know what's in her mind. Um, I think she's going to get voted in. And I think if she gets voted in, I think she will appear. She's a she will cl- absolutely. She's, appear. She is yeah. not. Yeah. She is not, you know, 
like uh, Marlene, Marlon Brando turning down the Oscar. She's right. not going to send a Native American down the aisle to pick up the the, the award right. for her. Right. But I, what bothers me, and we've talked about this, is once again, you have somebody, and especially a woman, but mm-hmm. you have somebody who is from a not typical idea of what rock is saying, oh, but I'm not really rock. And it's like, why are you buying into this lie? Right. Why are you buying into this? Like Lionel Richie does is okay. Well, why can't Lionel Richie get religion? And I don't remember Dion having that energy when Whitney was inducted. In, right. Exactly. I mean? Yeah. So, so uh, that's what bothers me. I can't and tell actually them. wasn't Aretha inducted in, in the first year. Second, I think the second year. Yeah. No, it goes back. I mean, we always talk about this. If you're mm. going to go by a rock and roll purity test, a guy mm. with a guitar or a woman guitar in a band, then all of Motown gets kicked out. Right. All of them. Right. Every last one of them. Nina Simone gets kicked out. Right. You know, Joan Baez gets. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So we obviously have figured out that rock and roll. It's it's a look when they started it. They called it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because it sounds cool. All right. They never meant for it to just be rock and roll. Rock and roll is a million different things. So it just hurt. It's just not hurtful, but it's just depressing because then it just feeds into that. The narrative that's been the, there for yeah. a very long time. Yeah. And which, people are screaming about needing more women in the rock and roll. Right. Hall. And and this is the thing is, is that this is something that the rock hall has been really trying to do is to right. is to open the umbrella a little bit and to make up for past sort of mistakes. So it's like, why of all people, why did you have to? But we'll see what happens. I think she's going to get in. Well, because the conversation is now starting with people saying, if not you, who? You know what I mean? Right. And I do think, you know, I I said this to you offline, you know, hopefully this gives a a, a more of a chance for Pat, because even though she doesn't really talk about it much, but if like you have two different women, one is saying, I don't care. And one is saying, I don't think I should be here. Can I tell you, honestly, though, if you're no, I don't. All right. This is me. I don't think anybody is going, hmm, Pat or Dolly, Pat or Dolly. No, I don't. But I think that when you have certain people who could give a shit about any of them also might say, but we do need a woman on here. Yeah. Maybe they'll go for the one who just hasn't said anything at all. Yeah. Well, um, and he oh, from what I understand, I read somewhere i'm not a hundred percent on this but near gerardo would it would be the pat benatar band is being inducted yes yes so he is the pat benatar yes yes, it's her and him it's both so this whole myth that the reason she didn't want to get is because he's not getting in no it was was pat and neil the first time it was pat and neil this time right it just doesn't say that he's been there from and he's been because they people just keep saying her name because she was well he's the band i mean he's the band Mm -hmm. yeah it would be like the eurythmics but we're not going to put dave stewart in because he didn't sing (laughs) you know right all right uh what do you want to what do you want to talk about we're looking at the rundown here you want to talk about um tom brady talk he just won't go away he won't and my mother loves him so much she loves him she calls him tom terrific and my mother is not from boston nowhere near boston north carolina and new york Right. But she could give a fuck about the Jets and the Giants. She's like, they suck. Well, <laughs> she is right there. I mean, she is right there, but still, <laughs> it's like, how, so, how about at least be a Panthers fan? She could give or a fuck something. about that. She loves something. Tom Brady and she loves Steph Curry. Steph's her guy. 
Well, Steph Curry's still around. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady to me is just like, mm. come on, just I it's mean, like uh, it's like a share farewell tour. <laughs> I mean, right? It's like I saw Cher on her farewell tour, three different tours. <laughs> Wait, what's that whole thing? How can I miss you when you won't go away? Right. I saw that. I saw Barbara Streisand on her. This is the only time I'm touring that one tour, and that was like 14 tours Hasn't ago. Has the Elton John farewell tour been going on for 10 years? It's been 63 years, and then it got cut off because of COVID, and now, and now he's it's back, back out on the road. Yeah, it's back. The best part of that is the video of him at the end. He leaves like on a walker. He's on this walker that just goes <laughs> elevated up. And just, I was like, what is happening? Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> Elton. Don't do it, Elton. Don't. Yeah. Well, you know, I could care less about Tom right. Brady. And yeah. I was mm-hmm. so happy when he was gone. And I don't know mm-hmm. what that I mean, clearly, it's just some ego thing because he doesn't need the money. No, I just think he wasn't ready to retire and kind of felt like maybe I should. And then like everybody else, he got home with the wife and kids and he was like, oh, y'all don't leave to go to school. I'm going back to work. Really? I mean, Giselle <laughs> seems only so interesting, you know, to a point, you know, I mean, it's yeah, I just. I have zero, zero mm-hmm. use for him. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, have a que- I have a question. Yeah. Where the fucking, where's the fucking Adele residency? You, Adele. No, the- she said, <laughs> she said she's not, she said she is not going to announce date until it's <laughs> sealed, signed, sealed, delivered. She's not saying a word until it's signed, sealed, delivered. So that's where it is. She's not doing, she's not going to go through, she's not going to do that twice. She said on on national television, another person's country, but national television, she's not saying a word until everything, like literally the day before she turns the lights on. So Mm -hmm. she's not she's you know how she is. She does a bunch of press and then Mm -hmm. she disappears. We're not going to see her until she resurfaces. I'm gonna do I, like you remember how you made your bet and I swore that the I was like, Miss Thing, the tickets have gone on sale. The Fujis are going to have oh yeah, no, no, that, that was the and I, I, I should have bet you money because that would have been the easiest money I ever won. I was gonna go to the suite and be there and be like, no, no, no. ready or not. And that next was thing the you easiest know, money. I could have like literally walked away with like I mean, was, you would have won so much because yeah, you were no, like I was like you were like that's not happening. Tour? No, that's not happening. <laughs> not in our lifetime perhaps in another lifetime um all right so we just wanted to me- uh mention the, uh you know record shops courtney is a a record a record uh aficionado and I one of the most vinyl. beloved record shops in the country <laughs> um is going out of business after 75 years and not because they want to because the building was sold to, I guess, a corporation or something. Right. And they, you know, they have no, no reverence for anything. Oh, this right? is the Ernest Tubb. We yep. should mention it was yep. founded. It's in Nashville. It was founded by country legend Ernest Tubb. I think I may have gone there because I was mm-hmm. in Nashville and I used to be tasked with finding Christmas records for Bill mm-hmm. Adler's Christmas Jolly. So anytime you go out of town, you had to find records for him. So I may have gone there. Um, so that's sad because it's always sad when um, things, you know, it, it it's part of Americana. It's part mm-hmm. of our culture, not just the record store, but just, you know, Nashville and this part of Nashville and it, and it's slowly dying for reasons, like you said, that are not, um, their decision. I wanted to mention something really quick. I did not know this woman or I knew mm-hmm. of her, but a very, very beloved 
uh, singing coach, Barbara Mayer Gerstein, was um, attacked. A few attacked days in the city. Yeah. And died and died. Oh, did she die? She did die. Oh, today. man. And she was the vocal coach for Debbie Harry, our friend Tammy Faye Starlight, Taylor Mack. Joe's pretty much any alternative cabaret act you saw at Joe's pub. She was their vocal coach, the entire cast of Oklahoma and everything I have read about a lot of people I know knew Mm, her. mm. Everything I've read about her, this woman just sounded like the most wonderful human being in the world. And it's tragic. This person this woman and you see her on video. It looks like she's a younger woman just walked up and pushed her. And yeah. just pushed her, didn't even say anything, just yeah. pushed so her to the ground and kept walking. Yeah, it's just, but it's just, you know, condolences to anyone listening to the show whose lives were touched by her. A lot of people we know, I'm sure Bill mm. Coleman, I know Brian probably knows her because she worked with everybody. She was right. on stage with Taylor Mac. She performed in his, uh, in his concerts and shows. So very sad because she just seemed like a very lovely woman. Right. Um, a very lovely woman. And it's it's a terrible sort of thing. Um, do you want to, should we talk about what we're listening to, what we're watching? Well, I have been, you know, I miss a period of time when you had artists that had muses and would make these records for them. Like Luther Vandross, his favorite singer it was Dionne Warwick. And he produced the album for her. How many times can we say goodbye? Right. And um, the song, the album wasn't as big a hit as they hoped, but the single was a big, big hit for her. And he was a big fan of Aretha Franklin. And he produced the Jump to It album, which is considered her comeback on the charts and having a hit. And her next album, uh, Get It Right. And he also did Cheryl Lynn's album. Then you have. Your pop guys, right? And we don't really see that same thing these days, like the Pet Shop Boys did for a period in the late 80s into the early 90s with Liza Minnelli and Dusty Springfield. And I have been, for some reason, this whole weekend revisiting Liza's results album. I, it's just, listen, it's an acquired taste. It is definitely an album that a lot of gay men love of a certain age. It was released in 1989, and it actually was a success in the UK, which is where the focus really was, even though it did come out here in the US. You know, back then, Pet Shop Boys, they were huge everywhere, but really over there. And it just, it's this like, it's Liza's one really contemporary album. So it's dancey, disco-y, show tunes made into dance music tunes, and just... I don't know. I love the way she sings on it. I love the videos from it. I just love that period of Pet Shop Boys. So they really just put together a great set of songs. Like the singles were Losing My Mind, which is uh, Sondheim from Follies. Um, Don't Drop Bombs, which, I mean, Liza Minnelli doing a whole dance moment in a room singing about Don't Drop Bombs, Baby, No More Bombs. And then her remake of Yvonne Elliman's Love Pains. I mean, it's horrible and great at the same time. And Steve Silk Hurley did really fierce house mixes. I just love that. And then they had the moment with Dusty, you know, after they did What Have I Done to Deserve This, um, they produced 
some songs for her and then uh, a bunch of songs for her comeback album, Reputation, which was her first charting album. That album came in 1990 since 1979 in the UK. So it's just a period of time where Pet Shop Boys had such a Pet Shop Boy sound. And they took these two divas and really made fun records that to me, in my particular weird odd taste stand the test of time in my head and sometimes when i'm just feeling super gay i put those records on and just spin around in my house because i feel like i have i have a couple of friends who love the record like i love it and they're all gay like i mentioned to other people are like i don't even know that record i don't know what you're talking about but like if you were gay at a certain period of time and went out to, you know and there were video screens you saw those videos being played in places like uncle charlie's and um the video bars in the, in the village at that at that time. So I don't know if it's kind of bringing me back to a time because I I kind of miss that energy of being out. But um, you know, just kind of you know we have that pet shop boys love that we have, and, and so I've been kind of stuck on that. And I've been listening to some of the new music coming out, but honestly, nothing is sticking with me. Nothing is like making me want to play it over and over and over again. So I just kind of dig into old shit. Um, well, speaking of, uh, I want to talk about an album, and then I want to talk about. Speaking of gay, um, so I have, I started watching, oh no, started, excuse me, finished watching the, uh, the Warhol Diaries, which is mm-hmm. a, a mini series on Netflix. And at first I was nervous mm-hmm. because it's produced by Ryan Murphy. Mm-hmm. So I was a little afraid that suddenly other people were going to be playing Warhol. Right. And it was going to turn into a dance. It was going to turn into a, right. a, a Ryan Murphy production <laughs> right. and just right. get crazy. But what the, so the premise of the show of the series, it's a documentary. The premise of the documentary mm-hmm. is that it's six, it's six um, episodes and it, it is drawn ex- exclusively from the war Andy Warhol diaries, which mm-hmm. were published several years ago, posthumously, which were thoughts that he that he transcribed to a personal secretary and she would write them down um, verbatim and then do some tweaking and editing before they were published. But these are like his innermost thoughts. So this is not the Andy Warhol philosophies necessarily. This is literally today I went to the store and I picked up some plums. Plums are, I mean, it's the most banal stuff. I I bought that when it came out. It's also basically a look into him as a person because there is a perception of Andy Warhol, which may or may not be correct, that he was almost like this machine, that he was an android, that he was asexual. And this focuses a lot on the fact that he was a gay man. And it focuses on what it was to be a a out because he was out. He wasn't out with a capital O, but nobody, mm. he wasn't pretending to be straight. And what right. it was like to be a queer man and the queer sensibility in his work. And it mm-hmm. looks at his work. It looks at the two great loves of his life. Mm-hmm. It looks at New York City during the AIDS crisis, which is devastating. And uh. his, it, ta- it starts basically after he was shot. Okay. It has a little preamble and then it starts after he was shot and then goes up to his death. There's a at least an episode and a half is about his personal 
his professional relationship with Jean-Michel Basquiat. And that's mm. very illuminating too, because Basquiat is another person who tends to be drawn in this halo right. of genius. Mm -hmm. And he's a human being. Mm -hmm. He was a human being. We all know tons of people who knew him, who mm -hmm. loved him, but we'll also tell you stories. All of the real These are people. Right, right. So it's really, really well done. Okay. The voice of Warhol is actually AI. So it's oh, okay. some, it's so it is his words. There's no mm. dramatization. There's no one acting like Warhol. Warhol. Right. They have incredible footage because it's all authorized by the estate, mm. by the stuff. So it's not, and it was really moving because again, here's somebody we know so much about Andy Warhol and you think, oh, how much more do I need to know about him? And then you're like, wow, this is interesting. And it's a really good look at the the stuff on the New York art scene, the downtown art scene, in the eighties is really illuminating because there were a lot of people who are like, wow, Andy Warhol has anointed us. And then a lot of people are like, wow, Andy Warhol is stealing everything from us. Right. So it's interesting. It was really, so I recommend that. And our friend, Dan Charnas has written this great book called Dilla time about the late Jay Dilla. Did you finally finish it? Uh, no, no, let's not go crazy. I'm halfway there. I've been reading John Lurie. I've been reading John Lurie's memoir, which mm -hmm. is fascinating. But anyway, and it got me, we've talked about this. I'm always like, why, why, what was it about this guy? What right. was it? Cause you hear his name. He's considered to be like the Beethoven. He's of revered. Yeah. He's yeah. really, really revered. And I know his production. And then I started, I listen and I can't, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I'm going to say it. I cannot believe that this is the first time I've heard donut, which was his big. Mm. So, and I put this thing on and I was like, great God, this is perfect so now i get it i always sort of knew but now i'm listening to this and it's like this is this is visionary shit and i mm -hmm. will never i don't use that word lightly i had a student yesterday try to convince me that kanye is a genius and when i said no genius is thrown around a little too easily i said stevie wonders is genius and she said Who's why stevie because Monday? he's blind oh and i went no actually that just doubles down on the genius but anyway um so I can't tell you to go out and listen to Jay Dilla because hopefully you already have. But I will tell you that Dan's book, uh, Dilla Time, is really, really good. It's a great look at this man's career and what led up to the career as well. Right, so, right, right. Um, all right. You got anything else? No. We're good. <laughs> yeah. It's a, we're having we're having it's just a man. It's just another manic Tuesday. Mm -hmm. We're exhausted. I mean, y'all. we're exhausted. Courtney and I, much. we're going to take a nap. <laughs> so here's the deal. You know what it is. Thank you guys for rocking with us on the Pantheon Podcast Network, where there are over 70 music shows. You like music. There's a show for you there. Check us out there. Check us out on Facebook at I'm going to let you finish. Check us out on IG at I'm going to let you finish in Y. Check us out on TikTok at I'm going to let you finish podcast. Check us out on Twitter at Finish Ima. We still hate that name. We, <laughs> we really do. We really, we really do. We really fucking really do. do. We really do. It pains me every time it comes no, I know. flying out. And of every my time mouth. I see it, I'm like, really? Uh, really? Like, That's uh, the best you could come up with? Uh, the other ones, it was like, it would be like, it was like, finish one, five, six, six. I was like, no. Then I was trying to do personalized names. That's no. taken. No. You go to these accounts that, no one had used it 87 years and it had like no, one tweet. I hate it. It's the worst. But yes. even if we hate it, don't you hate it? Right. You so you tweet us and do all of that shit. And remember, leave a rating, leave a review, tell a friend, and we'll see you next week. Take care, guys.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 